Hi guys, welcome to the Bishop podcast where we talk about startups, small businesses, entrepreneurship and remote work. Before we get started with the episode, let me quickly tell you about Bishop. Bishop provides a remote workforce that can help you with your business whether you are an entrepreneur, influencer, startup or an established organization. Bishop provides only the top 1% remote workforce such as virtual assistants, software testers and bookkeeping assistants who are all pre-vetted and trained in-house. To know more about our service, you can click the link in the description below. Now let's enjoy the episode. So hi Lydia, good afternoon and welcome to the Bishop podcast. It is great to have you on this episode with us. Hello, it's great to be here. I've heard your company is growing like crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. And yes, it is virtual assistants are very much in demand from companies in America and in UK as well. So yes, we are doing well, thankfully. That is awesome. Thank you. So Lydia, let's get right into it. So to begin with, could you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your experience in the SEO industry? Absolutely. So my name is Lydia Infante. I've been working in the SEO industry for 9 years now, I think. It's going to be 9 years in August, I believe. And um Wow, that's a long time. This is very long. I'm too old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually started in my 20s. I started by um creating a women's rights magazine. Um but yeah, yeah. since then I've been working in-house mainly for SaaS companies and B2B. Um I've been working yeah. agency side and with publishers. And it's been an oh. absolute last seeing this industry grow like it has it has right i mean and it keeps changing as well like there are new updates coming up every 6 months so it's really hard to actually uh keep track of what's going on so i mean yeah how how do you manage to stay on top of all the latest trends and news and the updates so i do a combination of following the right people on twitter and hmm. being subscribed to the right seo newsletters so there's one that for me is like indispensable um it's yeah. seo fomo by Elena Solis um it's super easy right. to find because it must be like the biggest in the industry but it is just indispensable she connects you to the right people on twitter um she shares a section on official google news a section mm-hmm. on seo news a free tool every week or more sometimes there's more than one um people to oh. follow and then general marketing content So it is really 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 amazing. Yeah, I mean Twitter threads are doing really well these days and yes they are very helpful. In fact when we at Bishop have applied a couple of uh, Twitter thread strategies for our business and we've seen the results really well and really quickly. So yes, I do agree with you on that it really works very well. That is awesome. But yeah, it is it is like incredibly difficult to keep up to date with the SEO industry. In fact, there's yeah. um there was an estimation um I've got the source somewhere in my website that there was 100 updates in 2021 to the algorithm. Wow. Um because yeah. it's not always the major update that right now I would say it comes every quarter. Um there's yeah. small tweaks to the algorithm. All right. So, Lydia, when you talk of SEO, it's like really huge. You know, there are so many different aspects to it, like technical SEO, on-page, off-page, and the list goes on. So, which parts would you say you are you specialized in, or are you like all over the, like you know, all board? So, I would say if I had to divide SEO in parts, it would be content, authority, yeah. and technical. There's going to be. Um, 
depending on the niche that you're on, you might have like local SEO to worry about, or you might have specifics mm -hmm. from e-commerce SEO that you have to worry about. If you're in a highly regulated mm -hmm. market, um, you better mm -hmm. have a good project manager in your team because otherwise your content's not going anywhere. Um, but if I had to summarize it, it would be these three parts, right? So we've got technical SEO, which is there to help users enjoy your pages, but also to help mm -hmm. search engines understand your pages, access your pages, index them, render them correctly, and so on, so on. So on the technical SEO thing side of things, we've got web performance optimization, we've got UX, mm -hmm. um, and we've got role management, indexation management, um, technical SEO hygiene, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what enables users and search engines to actually go and read your content. Um, but yeah. it is the content that it, that's king, right? So in marketing, content is king, something that we've repeated for the last 10 years. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's, that's what it means. It's the content that's there to satisfy user intent and it's the content that um, users are going to engage with, read, convert on. Um, so when it comes to content, there are some people doing amazing work when it comes to NTTs, topic SEO, um, I really mm -hmm. think most companies just need a basic good content strategy delivered. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your topics? Why do you care about this? Why does your um, audience care about this? And just mm -hmm. cover them comprehensively with expert authors. Then you've got the link side of things, which is huge. Um, and it's boomed into the digital PR industry, which is how do we make sure that we put our company front of the right audience by pitching mm -hmm. the right stories to the right publications. And then those publications, if they're very nice, they send links back to our website and our content gets yeah. to rank better. But regardless, technical and links are working for content to gain visibility. Absolutely, yeah. And SEO is such a huge part of marketing, which brings me to my next question. So as compared to other marketing endeavors like uh, how important is it, in your opinion, for a startup, especially since many of our clients are startups, to focus on SEO as compared to, say, social media marketing or PR or influencer marketing and so on? It depends on every startup, but um, I think there's every startup should take a look at SEO, not necessarily as mm -hmm. a let's work and invest on SEO, but let's make sure we're mm -hmm. not making the wrong SEO decisions that are going to hinder our growth in the long term. Right. So mm -hmm. when you're building your website, when you're choosing your domain, when you're choosing your um, your TLD, your um, domain, uh, the .com or .es or Name, dot yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I f forgot the name for a second. Um, when you're doing all of that, you need to make sure that you're not making the wrong choice in terms of SEO. Right. So you need to be yeah, a little absolutely. bit mindful at the very beginning. Um, and how relevant it's going to be for you, it's, it depends, right? It depends on the startup yeah. and it depends on the model. If you're trying to prove, mm -hmm. prove scalability, definitely focus on SEO before you focus on uh, PPC. Definitely focus mm -hmm. on organic channels before you focus on paid channels because that's mm -hmm. where the scalability is, right? Yeah. Growing your um, list of email marketing subscribers is something that can prove mm -hmm that you own all of those contacts and you can um, nurture them and get in touch regularly. Um, mm -hmm. Paying for clicks on social is not gonna have that same effect. So I do think that startups that wanna 
sell or get financing just focus on improving mm -hmm. scale startups that are trying mm -hmm. to you know be profitable in the now which is almost yeah. none <laughs> um they they should probably like combine those efforts absolutely so uh, it's a very interesting thing you spoke about the domain name they should be careful of the domain name right and i think that's very important so maybe you could name like one or two things that uh entrepreneur should keep in mind when selecting a domain name for his business yeah so a very big thing i would say is is your company global as in are mm -hmm. you going to serve the whole world on a .com or one of those special domains like .io or is your company mm -hmm. going to internationalize on specific country level domains right um because mm -hmm. if you're trying to specialize on country level domains and you're in a very high authority niche you would want to start mm -hmm. with a .com not really. Mm. You would want to not specialize with those um, country-level domains. You want to do a mm. .com and then use folders. If you are mm. trying to, if you are addressing a market that's very particular in each of their, like their audience is approaching your product very differently in each market, then yes, you're probably mm -hmm. better off with a country-level domain. Um, I would also say. Mm -hmm try to pick domain names that are not going to be offensive in any language or sound stupid mm. in any language just in case you're trying to grow you don't want to be the yeah. case study in like a marketing masters <laughs> where people go like Haha. and this person called themselves poop in norwegian <laughs> you know you don't want to be that example i'm sure i'm sure it's happened a few times oh in my the God, past as well. yes so yeah. there was this company that um made uh they made a car and they named it Wanker in Spanish. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is a hundred percent true. I think it was like Honda or something like that. And um, okay. yeah, they, they made a, a car and named it Wanker and then they had to rename it when they launched in Spain, right? Um, if you were <laughs> trying to do some brand recognition or um, communicate your product to your market in a more yeah. sophisticated way consistently across your territories you'd be um not in the best position after making that naming choice right so just absolutely take a look at the word yeah <laughs> absolutely agree with you over there so could you tell us how does an entrepreneur go about building an seo strategy for their business and mainly let's talk about startups here because majority of our clients at bishop are startups so what are the points to consider and how uh and what should you one look out for when getting started? Hmm, that is a very good question. Um, I would say the very first thing is what are you trying to get out of SEO? Are you trying to get direct revenue? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to leverage SEO to nurture the top of your funnel? Right. So if you're in SaaS, mm -hmm. which I would say at this point is a little bit my specialty, um, you're going mm -hmm. to want to create lots of content around um, top of the funnel and brand recognition and helping your users before you mm -hmm. even try to sell anything to them. Um, but if you're mm -hmm. an e-commerce, you're probably better off optimizing the technical aspects of your e-commerce to make sure you're not mm -hmm. having um, duplication problems, that you're leveraging mm -hmm. your categories and tags the best that you can, and that you are making all of your products very findable, right? Um, so the very first thing would be find an objective. 
then identify your competitors and see what mm -hmm. you need to do in your niche to do better than your competitors because at the end of the day ranking mm -hmm. we have 10 spots in the first page um and we have to be better be on the top Absolutely. 10 of all of the people trying to rank for that query to actually make it to yeah. the first page to do that we need to understand what others are doing um and that's what i'd yeah. recommend as a first step right so if you go back to what i previously said about seo being technical content and links if you want to mm -hmm. approach your market with that with that uh perspective and using that framework try to understand what are your competitors doing and how do you compare to them um in terms mm -hmm. of technical in terms of content and in terms of links because it might be that mm -hmm. you need only one of the three mm -hmm. the three at the same time or maybe just two yeah. right um or maybe you yeah. are top of the line in everything else and you need to work on your brand not on seo mm. it depends i hate saying it depends in seo it's such a cliche yeah. but yeah the industry is such i mean and it's uh, there are so many different moving factors that come into play that you might not know what might work for you so it's better to try out everything but at the same time you might not need everything mm -hmm. exactly yeah so another question that we get uh, usually from our clients is whether we should build a seo team in house or should we outsource it to an agency so what's your opinion on that it depends <laughs> so um <laughs> you've got pros and cons for each model right and you also yeah, have the consultancy let's do that model. let's make a pros and cons let's list make a pros and cons list so <laughs> when you have your team in house you are bringing in house the cost of seo tools right so if mm -hmm. you want to if you wanted to have the range of an agency in terms of SEO tools, you'd be like shelling mm -hmm. out thousands of dollars every month mm -hmm. to pay for Content, your yeah. um, monitoring tools like Content King, to pay for your colors mm -hmm. like Screaming Frog, to pay for your keyword research. They are. They are not cheap. Yeah. Um, so you'd be you'd be like investing a significant amount, right? So mm -hmm. a wider variety of tools is a good thing that an agency can bring. Another good thing that an agency can bring versus building your team in house is a buried talent pool, right? So there's going to be someone mm -hmm. in that agency somewhere that has done mm -hmm. something with your competitors or something similar to your product or knows about mm -hmm. that very specific problem, that very rare problem that you have. Or maybe you mm -hmm. have your platform, your shop on Shopify and you need to fix mm -hmm. a specific Shopify kink or you have it on BigCommerce and someone's going to mm -hmm. come in there and be like, yeah, I've done BigCommerce shops before. This is how you set it up, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that is an advantage that comes from um, working with agencies. But if you're working with agencies, typically you get a team that uh, is not completely committed to your project, right? It's an outsourced team. They yeah. um, Agencies work very much on a rinse and repeat approach um, that makes them more profitable. So if they can mm -hmm. um, make a process into a very streamlined thing, um, they're going to like apply that. So it's not like, going to be fully personalized to you. It's not going to be a team fully dedicated to you. And they might not necessarily have um, a specific directed background that's perfect yeah. for your product, right? But might not be personalized up, for your yeah, brand. Yeah. yeah, you scale it up, you scale it down, that is easy. Um, and you get mm -hmm. access to all of the nice tools. Um, then if you're building it in-house, you're making a very upfront investment in your team. But at the same mm -hmm. time, they get to know your product deeply. 
they are yeah. able to affect change. Because mm -hmm. an agency in a big organization, they're not going to change much, right? Yeah. They're going to be providing deliverables, but they're not the ones mm -hmm. who are going to go to the CMO or the CEO um, and say, we've been uh, doing this bit wrong. We need to change the tech stack. That is, mm -hmm. that requires deeper relationships. So yeah. there needs to be at least one person in the team that's going to take care of building those relationships mm -hmm. and communicating those um, SEO changes to senior leadership. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, you can't scale it back and down as easily as you can with an agency. You can't say, mm. oh, I need a tech pro a project. I don't have a tech person in-house. Let's let's bring me, let's use this budget for the tech project. doesn't work like that. Um, yeah. And the, the consultant model is a model that I have started appreciating more lately, right? So the mm -hmm. consultant model, it's somewhat scalable because you're buying their time, right? They're freelancing for you. Um, yeah. Likely they're going to have access to some of the tools because they're doing this. They're likely yeah. going to be highly skilled, highly specialized, very, very good mm -hmm. at talking to um, senior leadership as well. But they become mm -hmm. a single point of failure. So if anything goes wrong with your consultant, they take all of the knowledge and like take it away and you've got nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I think from Good the consultants point of view wouldn't of do it, but yeah. Yeah. No, from a point of view of sustainability for the long run, I think it is better to have someone in-house or at least a core team member to look over all the responsibilities with a good knowledge of SEO. That's amazing. And well, hey, if you need any virtual assistance, we are always there <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh my God, can I can I get budget for it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, we'll give you a nice offer as well. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. So we spoke about URLs and domain names earlier in this uh, episode. So one more question I had in quite similar field. Uh, many of our clients build websites on WordPress and Wix. So what are your thoughts on that? Are these websites like or are these platforms really SEO friendly? Yes. Yes. So I was having a um, beer with the CMO of a huge, huge, huge company that I can assure you you have used. Um, yeah, and he was just sitting down in this informal context, and he was like, "Uh, I don't know why people spend so much on CMSs if the best CMS in the world is free, meaning WordPress, right?" Yeah, I kind of agree. WordPress has many, many, many advantages. Um, mm -hmm. some security concerns, I would say. Um, but mm -hmm. URLs are highly personalizable on WordPress. Yeah. If you just go on to the right section of the settings which some of my um, recent clients haven't, but you know, that's all right. It, it can be sorted mm -hmm. out. Um, I really, really think WordPress is an excellent starting point. Um, and Wix have done such an amazing job lately with their SEO yeah. capabilities. Um, they've brought in, they, ha they launched an SEO knowledge hub. They brought in some um, SEO processes. When you onboard onto their tool, they're like, be mindful of your URLs. Do this here, do this there. Um, they're one of the best CMS to bring bring in like specific microdata markup and schema. So I mm -hmm. absolutely love Wix. In fact, my website, uh, my personal one is with Wix. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
<laughs> with wigs. Yeah. Um, just because the, the team are doing such an amazing job. Also, they have one of the smartest SEOs for um, web performance optimization that I have ever met. Um, yeah. If he's listening, Nathaniel is amazing. Um, I hope I didn't say his name wrong. And um, yeah, um, amazing. You don't need to spend a fortune on your CMS. You just need to know how to use it. That's great. Well, the only reason I asked you this question was because we get many inquiries from our clients as well, suggesting that they've heard from people or there's a lot of gray area around this topic, whether WordPress and Wix especially is a good SEO friendly platform. So whoever asked the question, there you go. There's your answer. WordPress and Wix are one of the best platforms out there. They are. They really are. Thank you so much for your time once again, Lydia. Of course, anytime. Amazing, uh, yeah, having you on the show with us, and uh, yeah, hopefully, I come sometime to Manchester and we get to see the derby between Manchester United and City. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing! But I will be cheering for City, yes, and I will be for United. Hopefully, the tables turn then, and United has a better performance <laughs> compared to this season, which has been really bad. <laughs> but yeah, once again, like, thank you so much for, for taking the time and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Oh, of course, it's been an absolute pleasure.